From the brains behind Brains On, it's Smash Boom Best. The show for people with big opinions. Hi, I'm Molly Bloom, and this is Smash Boom Best, the show where we take two things, smash them together, and ask you to decide which one is best. Today's debate is a marine dream. One side has a giant tooth that's brought it acclaim, while the other wobbles on without a brain. Get ready to dive into this debate because it's narwhals versus jellyfish. Here to rep notable narwhals, it's actor and writer Allison Reese. Narwhals, you're about to get the point. And we've got podcast producer and friend of the show, Tracy Mumford, here to get jiggy for Team Jellyfish. Can't squish this jellyfish. I'm ready to dish. (laughs) (laughs) And to judge it all, we've got Margaret from St. Paul, Minnesota. Margaret is part of her school's environmental club, went to a concert dressed as a banana, and was named after a teenage mutant ninja turtle. Hi, Margaret. Hi, Molly. So, Margaret, tell me. Which Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle were you named after? Okay, so this is a bit of a long story. (laughs) (laughs) When I was being named, my brother came into my parents' room and said, Hey guys, what if we name her Joy for all the joy she's going to bring to our family? Which is really sweet. But turns out, one of my middle names is Joy. I'm only named Joy because that was the name of a new character in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that my brother had seen that morning. And it was also the nurse in Pokemon. So (laughs) it was really because it was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. And I'm curious about the concert that you dressed as a banana for. Yes. What was the concert and why banana? (laughs) Okay, so my sister came home for this concert we went to together. We saw Maggie Rogers at the Armory Minneapolis. It was a wonderful concert. An hour and a half before we left, my sister says, okay, what if we dress up as a banana and a hot dog? And I'm like, like, we're at the dinner table and she's bringing this up. The concert starts at like 7 p.m. Um, and she's like, because it would be funny. So then we, we put them on and we decided to come up with ideas for like why we're wearing these costumes. I was a banana because I go bananas for Maggie Rogers. Ah. And my sister was a hot dog because... Hot dog, she loves Maggie Rogers. (laughs) And uh, Maggie Rogers' video team came up and got clips of us and pictures to go show her. We were going to be on her Instagram, but we didn't make the cut, which is sad. What did they have that was better than that? Right? There's so many pictures they could have used, but maybe if she makes a tour documentary, we'll be in there. I certainly hope so. Will Margaret be swayed by the unicorns of the sea or tantalized by Team Tentacle? Only she can tell. Margaret, are you ready to judge this debate? I sure am. Before we get into the Seabound Smackdown, let's review the rules of the game. Each debate consists of four rounds. The Declaration of Greatness, the Micro Round, the Sneak Attack, and the Final Six. After each round, our judge Margaret will award points to the team that impressed her the most, but she'll keep her decisions top secret until the end of the debate. We want you, our listeners, to judge too. Mark down your points as you listen. At the end of the show, head to our website, smashboom.org, and vote for whichever team you think won. All right, Allison, Tracy, and Margaret, are you ready? Always. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. Then it's time for the... Declaration of Greatness. In this round, our debaters will present a fact-filled and passionate argument in favor of their side. Then they'll each have 30 seconds to rebut their opponent's statements. We flipped a coin, and Allison, you're up first. Tell us why narwhals are a whale of a time. Slow fishing day? 
The slowest. There's nothing interesting in the sea these days. You're just not looking in the right places. Whoa, who is that? You came out of nowhere. Oh, that's Krusty Joe, the oldest and crustiest fisherman around these parts. I was out, alone in me boat, with nothing but a line and a song. Oh, here we go. Twas a blizzardy night, flakes falling every which way, and icicles in me beard. It was the kind of cold that makes the hot run away from your mouth. Suddenly, in the midst of this great storm, was the most beautiful creature I ever did lay eyes on. He was bigger than me mum's 1968 VW bus and had a spiral horn coming out of its head. Like a unicorn. I a sea unicorn. A horned sea creature sounds like something out of a fairy tale. But Krusty Joe is talking about a very real animal. The narwhal. Narwhals are related to warm-blooded marine mammals, like whales. And much like the emo tween in us all, they're cool and deep. Isn't that right, emo narwhal? I guess. They live in the Arctic Ocean off the coasts of Canada, Greenland, Norway, and Russia. Okay, cold, colder, brr, and freezing. Not only do narwhals live in the intense cold, they also like to get deep. That's right, they can dive almost a mile underwater. Most mammals can't handle the intense pressure that deep underwater. But it's no biggie for narwhals, thanks in part to their flexible rib cages and streamlined bodies. I'm just deep like that. But nothing as deep as my poetry. Because of the intense cold depths they live in, narwhals can be very difficult to study, which means they're very mysterious. I wouldn't be a mystery if people just read my poetry. Okay, emo narwhal, let's hear that poetry. <clears throat> the sea envelops me like a corn in its husk. Nothing but the cool arctic water upon my mystical spiral tusk. Ah, yes. A narwhal's tusk. That big spiral horn that grows out of their head is actually a gigantic tooth. Longer than two baseball bats. Narwhal's tusks are one of the most mysterious things about them. Because scientists aren't sure what they're used for. They could be used for mating rituals, battling rivals, breaking up ice, detecting sounds and temperatures. One thing narwhals have been spotted doing is whacking fish with their tusks. Stunning them and then gobbling them up. But because the narwhal is so difficult to study, much of the mystery surrounding their tusk remains. Everyone thinks I'm misunderstood because I'm a Scorpio. But even with my strikingly enigmatic personality, I know that I'm misunderstood because I'm a narwhal. Humans have been fascinated with these mysterious marine mammals for generations. They've even written them into myths and legends. During the Middle Ages, Europeans believed that narwhal tusks came from unicorns and held magical powers. And according to native Inuit legends, the narwhal was once a woman whose long braided hair transformed into a tusk. 
The Narwhal, magical and mysterious, reminds us that there's still so much left to discover in the world. Isn't that right, Emo Narwhal? I am an enigma, Delphic and perplexing, slipping through the freezing, inky depths of the sea where not even my pod gets me. But unlike the jellyfish, I evermore the mystery will never, ever sting. Oh, dang, jellyfish. You want some Arctic ice for that burn? Or should I say sting? (laughs) A moody, mighty, and mysterious declaration of greatness for the narwhal there. Margaret, what stood out to you about Allison's argument? (laughs) Um, I think the poem was very moving. Mm -hmm. That was a very impactful (laughs) piece. Um, I feel my my entire world is altered after hearing that. Um, I liked the appearance of Krusty Joe. Um, I think he really added to the story. I also, I didn't know that the narwhal big spear thing coming out of their head was a tooth. I thought it was just a horn. Um, and I didn't know how useful it was, but... I think that's awesome. And I still think that they came from unicorns. I still think that unicorn that um, nothing can convince you, huh? Yeah, no, I don't think it can, which honestly might help your argument. Knowing that the, the idea of them coming from unicorns. Well, Tracy, it's time for your rebuttal. You've got thirty seconds to prove why narwhals are ne'er do wells, and your time starts now. Okay, look, I'll snap for some poetry, but here is my crusty rebuttal. Narwhals, you look like a dolphin ate a unicorn. And, like, you shouldn't harm unicorns like that. Like, jellyfish looks like a muffin ate some yarn. And no one is harmed when that happens. But you ate a unicorn, okay? And I think we all want the unicorns to live, not to be dragged a mile underwater. Also, like, that big thing's a tooth. It's a giant tooth. Like, the only one who gets excited about that is dentists. (laughs) Respect the tooth, dude. Respect the tooth. Okay. (laughs) All right, Tracy, it's your turn. We're ready for Team Jelly. Okay, Jelly, just tell me the story one more time. Because we're trying to figure out how a whole classroom of kids turned to stone again. I told you, we were learning about where names come from. And some of the kids brought in examples, like Kai brought in a shell, because Kai means shell. And you? Well, when it was my turn. Jellyfish, do you want to tell us where your name comes from? Um, hi. So one of my scientific names is Medusa Zoa, which comes from a Greek legend. So I'd like you to meet who I'm named after. No, class, don't look. I brought in Medusa. The Greek monster with snakes for hair, all hissing and flailing around? Yep. The one where if you look straight at her, she freezes you into stone? That's the one. You brought Medusa in for show and tell? Well, I don't want people to think I'm named after, like, peanut butter and jelly. I'm named after something much more powerful. See? My tentacles make me look like Medusa. Okay, I hear that, Jelly. Er, uh, Medusa Soa. But this is the third class you've frozen. So... 
could you maybe agree that you and Medusa can just hang out solo from now on? Okay, okay. It's just that some people don't recognize how old and powerful and full of tendrils I am, and they really should. In case you find yourself underestimating the powers of a jellyfish, here's what you should know about our Medusa namesake friends of the sea. First, they are ancient. And not just in a, oh, that's old kind of way, but in a, oh, wow, you have survived everything kind of way. Jellyfish have been around at least 500 million years. That's older than dinosaurs, woolly mammoths, or even trees. They existed before trees. And that means jellyfish have survived everything that's been thrown at them, including five mass extinction events when almost all life on Earth was wiped out. Maybe there were massive volcanic eruptions or giant asteroids slammed into Earth. Whatever happened, the jellyfish were just like, we're good, we're swimming, through all of it. Whoa, Jellifer, did you see that giant streak of light across the sky? Huh, wonder what that was. Anyway, want a snack? Second, jellyfish are at one with the water because they're literally 95% water and 0% brain. No brain, no blood, no organs. They can detect light and vibrations, but no brain means they're not worrying about anything. They're just going with the flow, pulsing slightly to propel themselves through the water, grabbing snacks with their tendrils, totally and completely at peace. You know, I haven't really seen anyone else around since that big boom sound, but I'm not stressing. And the third thing you should remember is that you should absolutely not mess with a jellyfish. Sure, many jellyfish are chill little sea surfers who won't bother you, but there are thousands of kinds of jellyfish, and they are packing more powers than the Avengers. Let me introduce you to a few. You've got your venomous jellyfish with incredible names like the sea wasp or... Portuguese man-o'-war, which totally sound like superheroes. There are also nearly invisible jellyfish, and some smaller than a pinky nail, basically giving Ant-Man a run for his money on the tiny hero scale. Plus, lots of jellyfish can glow in the dark. They use that to confuse predators. There's even some jellyfish scientists think could be immortal. If an adult version of this jellyfish gets sick or hurt, it reverts back to polyp stage, so basically like a baby jellyfish, and then grows up again from there. And it can repeat that over and over, meaning it could potentially live forever. So, with powerful venom, invisibility, glowing auras, potential immortality, jellyfish are truly not to be underestimated. No peanut butter around here. A stinging argument for the laid-back and legendary jellyfish. Margaret, what stood out to you about Tracy's Declaration of Greatness? Well, there were a lot of things. I think that the Medusa cameo was (laughs) wonderful. I really, really liked that. 
I thought that the jellyfish led very much, it was a very obvious villain origin story, as some would say. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that jellyfish are villains, but I'm just saying, like, that must have been hard to grow up with. They've been around longer than trees? That's bonkers. That's actually, I can't believe that. They're so unbothered, and I didn't know that either. Like, they just <laughs> go with whatever. I did love the background music, like the wrestling WWE kind of thing. <laughs> and they glow in the dark. That's awesome. What I... can't they do? Am I right? What can't <laughs> jellyfish do? Well, they can't think. Mm, think. Um, <laughs> don't need to think. <laughs> don't need to think. You don't need to think when you can glow in the dark. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Allison, it's time for your rebuttal. You've got 30 seconds to tell us why Tracy's argument is all washed up. And your time starts now. Okay, they're named after the Medusa Soa. Medusa so what? <laughs> Jellyfish only wish they could turn to stone, seeing as they don't have any actual bones. Jellyfish have no brains, no heart, no spine. Sounds like they have no guts, am I right? <laughs> I mean, they're basically amoebas. No wonder they're ancient. I mean, they're just amoebas that sting. They're basically spicy amoebas. <laughs> and I could give a tendril. I love that phrasing, spicy amoebas. We're going to tell the amoebas what you said about them. They, <laughs> oh, no. They won't be able to hear us. I'm but calling we're them up them. right now. <laughs> Don't turn me into the amoebas. <laughs> All right, Margaret, it's time to award some points. Give one Ooh. point to the Declaration of Greatness you liked best mm -hmm. and one point to the most awesome rebuttal. You get to decide what makes a winning argument. Did one side win you over with their logic? Fascinating facts? Who made you giggle? Who made you think? Award your points, but don't tell us who they're going to. Have you made your decision? Yes, I have. Tracy and Allison, how are you two feeling so far? I'm not going to say shook. I'm not going <laughs> to stay stung. <laughs> But I am feeling the heat. <laughs> I don't know. Are Norwals even real? Now it's all up for debate. I'm feeling like... <laughs> oh, they're real. Uh-huh. You just keep saying that. You just keep saying that. <laughs> all right. We'll take a moment to surface for oxygen or just float about. And we'll be right back with more Smash Boom Vest. You're watching State of Debate, home to rage and rhetoric and awe-inspiring argumentation. How we doing, debaters? Taylor Lincoln here with my debater from another mother, Todd Douglas. Hello, hello, Taylor. I just got back from the grocery store and guess what I found? A big old logical fallacy. Uh-oh, clean up on aisle nine. A logical fallacy really rocks the wind out of your debate. Sure does, and I've got a real humdinger for you today, Tay-Tay. The bandwagon effect. Ooh, yeah, that's when you argue something must be true just because it's popular. Like, Legos must be more fun than board games because all of my friends play with Legos. Ooh, or, 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 or cats make better pets than dogs because everyone in my class has a cat. This logical fallacy is everywhere, even the ice cream shop. Let's go. Hey, Kim! We just sold our 1,000th ice cream cone. Wow, Miles. At this rate, we'll need to buy more ice cream. You bet. But we should only get vanilla. What? Why? Almost everyone is buying vanilla, silly. Hardly anyone is getting chocolate, strawberry, or 
tutti frutti hot and moody. But we've been selling vanilla for years and only just started selling tutti frutti hot and moody. Shouldn't we let others keep trying it? No way! People only want vanilla. Hold up! That's two scoops of bad logic. I'll say, just because most people like vanilla doesn't mean Kim and Miles should give up on all their other ice cream flavors. That's right. Maybe people need time to try chocolate, strawberry, or tutti-frutti hot and moody like they tried vanilla. Maybe it's all a matter of time. So what exactly does tutti-frutti hot and moody taste like? Hmm, like, like a fruity volcano exploding in your mouth. Let's go get some. Last one there is a melted sundae. This has been State State of of Debate. Smash. Smash Boombast. You're listening to Smash Boombast. I'm your host, Molly Bloom. And I'm your judge, Margaret. And we love getting debate suggestions from our listeners. Take a listen to this summary debate idea from Anna. My debate idea is watermelon versus cantaloupe. Watermelon versus cantaloupe? I've heard of mono a mono, but what about melon a melano? We'll check back with Anna at the end of this episode to see which side she thinks should win. And now it's back to today's debate. Narwhals versus jellyfish. That's right. And it's time for round two, the... Micro round. For the micro round challenge, each team has prepared a creative response to a prompt they received in advance. And today's micro round is parallel universe. For this challenge, we asked Allison and Tracy to imagine a parallel universe where their animal is the dominant life form. What does a dimension ruled by jellyfish or narwhals look like? We're about to find out. Since Allison went first last time, Tracy, you're up. Transport us to Tentacle Town. Welcome to our five-star fish resort, Hotel Jellyville, where the entire world is underwater and life is fine. Because life is always fine when you're a jellyfish. That's our motto in Jellyville. It's stitched on the pillows. You can breathe underwater, right? Oh, oh, you can't. Wow. (laughs) Air breather alert. We probably have a tank of that somewhere, but you should really work on that for your next stay with us. For now, just grab that scuba gear and let's tour our little slice of tendril paradise, Hotel Jellyville. Because life is always fine when you're a jellyfish. We have that stitched on the pillows. Did I say that already? I have no memories because I have no brain. So, the way to get around Jellyville is to think of it like a lazy river at the water park where you just Hop on inner tube and let yourself be carried away. The water will carry you to your room and to the pool, which is kind of all of it, to be honest. Our world is 100% pool here. And if you find yourself getting hungry, the ocean currents are your room service. They'll bring snacks right to you. It is a little dark in Jellyville, but that's the way we like it. Mood lighting. If you need some light, you can just turn on your glow. Oh, (laughs) Sorry, you are an air breather with no glow. Well, that's okay. At Hotel Jellyville, we glow for you. We're basically a bunch of friendly lamps. We do hope you'll enjoy your stay because life is always fine when you're a jellyfish. We have that stitched on the pillows. (laughs) 
in my bags. Would love to turn off my brain. Just hang out with the friendly lamps for a while. Sounds delightful. Wouldn't be a bribe, but we do have a pillow for you later. (laughs) And what's stitched on that pillow? (laughs) Excellent work. All right, Allison, it is your turn. Let's hear about this brave NAR world. You have now entered a new dimension. Welcome, Allison. Whoa, this water is freezing. Wait, is this the Spider-Verse? This is the Narwhalverse, an alternate dimension where narwhals reign supreme. Here, take this wetsuit so your puny human body can survive the icy cold depths of the Arctic. Come on, human. The first stop is the Narwhal Dentist. Here in the Narwhal universe, the best and easiest job to have is being a dentist because most males have just the one tooth. Looks like the dentist is with a patient now. Okay, open wide. Just kidding. Your tooth is right here on your head. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, when was the last time you brushed this thing? Come on, let's check out the rest of Narwhal-Washington. Here's our town square. And over there is the movie theater. Oh, they're showing my favorite this week, Narwhali. Whoa, look at those whales spearing popcorn with their horns. Neat. Come see the rest of our dimension's world wonders. There's the great Narwhal of China. And of course, the Narwhal Street Journal headquarters. I hear they have some great puzzles. And lastly, the open Arctic Sea. Wow, it's so beautiful and full of life. In the Narwhalverse, the ocean covers the entire world. Thanks for showing me your home, Narwhal. I gotta get back to my dimension and thank my dentist for taking care of all 32 of my teeth instead of just one. Just remember the Narwhal Creed. We are a noble, intelligent animal and are 100% better than jellyfish. I won't forget, Narwhal. I won't forget. Chilling with the narwhals, getting your tooth checked. Sounds like a lovely time. Does it? (laughs) It does. (laughs) Very nicely done. All right, Margaret, what stood out to you about those two dimensions? Um, the, the Jellyfish Hotel sounds, like, iconic. It just sounds so cool. I would love to stay there if I were a jellyfish. Um, how it's all water, it's just, that's just awesome. Um, and on the narwhal side, a narwhal dentist? I, that's so <laughs> bananas how that even works. <laughs> Call back to my banana costume. Um. <laughs> all right. It is time to award a point. It is completely up to you what your criteria are, Margaret. It could be the place you'd like to live, a place you'd like to visit. Maybe one taught you something. Maybe one made you laugh. It is entirely up to you. Please award a point for this round. Have you made your decision? I sure have. Then it's time for our third round, the super stealthy (laughs) sneak attack. This is our improv round where debaters have to respond to a challenge on the spot. And today's sneak attack is Dictionary Duel. Allison and Tracy, for this challenge, we want you to invent a word that captures all of your animal's greatest qualities and write a dictionary entry for it. 
Your new word can be as long, as short as you want. Your dictionary entry should include a definition and at least one example of how it might be used in a sentence. Tracy went first last time, so Allison, you're up. Give us your new word to sum up the greatness of narwhals. The new word in the dictionary to sum up the greatness of narwhals is narwhali stupendous. Uh, And it is defined as such, narwhali stupendous, meaning so grand, beautiful, smart, and mysterious that one has to be in wonderment of it. To use in a sentence, um, the detective could not find any clues. They were narwhali stupendous. Criminals. Mm. Mm. Very good. It's going to be the word of the year. I can yes. tell. <laughs> 2023, word of the year. All right, Tracy, it's your turn. Tell us your new dictionary entry for jellyfish. Uh, mine's a verb. It's a <laughs> jelly yonder. Ooh. You could uh, jelly yonder all over there, which is to just move through the world with a chill vibe, going with the flow. So I think we all wish we could kind of just like jelly yonder through our days. Mm. We could jelly yonder with our friends to somewhere we were hoping to go. So let's just, we should all just be jelly yondering <laughs> as we go. <laughs> all right. Maybe they're tied for your word of the year of 2023. Mm-hmm. Two amazing entries. Yes. But, Margaret, you have to choose one to award a point to. Again, the criteria are entirely subjective and entirely Uh up to you. Okay. Have you made your decision? Um, I think I have. Perfect. Then it's time for our last round. The final six. In this round, each team will have just six words to sum up the glory of their side. Tracy, let's hear your final statement for Jellylicious Jellyfish. Jellyfish forever. Narwhal? Nar. (laughs) I love it. That's awesome. Okay, Allison, your turn. Let's hear your knockout words for team narwhals. Real life unicorns. Narwhals are best. Mm, Two excellent final sixes. But, Margaret, you have to award a final point for this final round. This one's tough. I know. Have you made your decision? I have. Are you ready to crown one team the Smash Boom Best? Yes. Drum roll, please. The winner is... Jellyfish. Let's all jelly yonder over to Miles for the victory party! That is nary narwhali stupendous in my book. It was a close debate. Yeah. Very close debate. Was there a moment that really like in those like one moment from one of those rounds that you were like, oh man, that's that's a great moment. I think it was when uh, Tracy came up with the idea for the jellyfish word. What was Mm, it again? Jelly. Jellyonder. Jellyonder. I love that it was a verb. Um, It was very much thinking outside the box. It was awesome. I thought it was also very... I I won't say historically accurate. I might say academically (laughs) accurate with your original declaration of greatness to start off the discussion. I thought I I learned a lot more about jellyfish than Mm. I have before. Both sides did great. Yes, they did. This was a hard one to judge, so we appreciate you judging. Narwhals, you are a delight. So glad to share the sea with you. Yes. I enjoy your sense of mystery. 
I even love your big tooth, even if I don't <laughs> love dentists. And I'm just going to go back. I feel like that poetry was just yeah. got us just, oh, we should all snap for that. You. Incredible. Thank you. Tracy, I, I learned so much. I did not know that they were named after Medusa. That is a stone cold awesome fact. <laughs> Ooh. Um, jellyfish don't have brains, but I'm digging the vibes. You know, the vibes of the jellyfish that you brought was awesome. That's it for today's debate battle. Margaret, crown jellyfish the Smash Boom best, but what about you? Head to smashboom.org and vote to tell us who you think won. Smash Boom Best is brought to you by Brains On and APM Studios. It's produced by Molly Bloom, Rosie DuPont, Ruby Guthrie, and Aron Woldeslassi. We had engineering help from Alex Simpson and Sean Campbell with sound design by Anna Weggle. Our editors are Shayla Farzan and Sandin Totten. And we had production help from Mark Sanchez and Nico Gonzalez-Whistler. Our executive producers, Beth Perlman, and the APM Studios executives in charge are Chandra Kavati, Alex Shafford, and Joanne Griffith. Our announcer is Marley Foyerworker Otto, and we want to give special thanks to Brant Miller, Andy Doucette, Molly Quinlan, Ewan Care, Austin Cross, and Taylor Kaufman. Allison, is there anyone you'd like to give a shout-out to today? I'd like to give a shout-out to my family and supporting my cult, Deep Poetry. <laughs> Excellent. How about you, Tracy? Any special shout-outs? Just to the evolutionary process that has brought us such magical creatures. <laughs> Excellent. And Margaret, how about you? Any special thanks Ooh. or shout-outs? Um, I'm going to give... Can I give two shout-outs? Yes. I'm going to give a shout-out to my best friend, Maddie, because uh, I told her I would. <laughs> <laughs> I love her very much. Hi, Maddie. Um, and then my also my English teacher, Nora. We're doing a whole podcast unit in English class right now. Yeah. And she says she's going to listen to this. So, hi, Nora. Hi, Nora. Hi, hi Nora. All right. Before we go, let's check in with Anna and see who she thinks should win her cantaloupe versus watermelon debate. I think cantaloupe would win because it is juicier, has a better taste, and has way less of its annoying little seeds. Hot take, Anna. Do you have an idea for a knockdown drag out debate? Head to smashboom.org and tell us about it. We'll be back with a new debate battle next week. Bye. See ya. the hotel keep the pools clean operate i'm i'm just wondering it's just something to think on they've surpassed um. capitalism that's all i'm going to say <laughs>